Hey, it's August 31st, 2021. I'm Kevin Bay from kevinbay.com. This is the podcast I've chosen to call That's All I Got. I don't know if I'll ever be happy with the title of, of this podcast, but it is what it is where I'm at. I even used the wrong music, didn't I? I think I did. (laughs) No, I didn't, did I? Hold on, let me see this other one here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, I don't know. It, It would help if I did this on a consistent basis, then I could remember what I'm doing. But, as usual, with everything else I do, it's kind of fly by the seat of my pants. I just kind of do it and figure it all out later. I'm not live streaming this one. Uh, Mainly because I'm just throwing this together after a podcast I just finished. And that one I got to wrap it up because um, I will be taking a trip tomorrow. So I'm trying to get these in and I, I meant to do this particular episode on Friday. Um, and I just didn't get to it, and I I was going to go do it yesterday, and then I didn't get to the other podcast that I was supposed to do, so I guess this is what happens when you don't actually depend on the podcast for any, any money, or, uh, social interaction, where you just kind of enjoy posting and, uh, talking to yourself. I like spitting in the wind, um, you know, which is what I do with my, my blog as well, it's like... I, you know, I've I've got a bunch of readers. You know, I get um, maybe several hundred, um, you know, people reading it every day. So it's not like, uh, you know, it's not the Drudge. Well, I haven't been to the Drudge Report in such a long time, so I don't even know what that one looks like anymore. But you know, it's not it's not like that where I'm pulling in you know hundred thousand or a million views a day or anything like that. Then. Does anybody even call them views or I, I, I miss the, the days when we used to call them hits and you could put a hit counter up on your website. I think one of the first ones I did before I learned any HTML and, and obviously before WordPress became a thing, because now that's what I use. I use WordPress, which makes it easy. Uh, I used uh, Microsoft front page after they purchased front page from someplace else. And I can't remember the company they purchased it from. But you get to put the the old banner ads, and then you get to put the hit counter on there, and then it was kind of fun to watch the little ticker go up. So I've I've had this website, I've had KevinBay.com for a long time since the since the late '90s, and I've kind of blogged on and off here and there. I never really knew what to do with it. I didn't really have the time either to do much with it because I was working. Um, all the time and going to school. So it just kind of sat there and I would bring it alive every now and again. And, you know, then I would just kind of let it fall to the side because I got too busy. And then, you know, I decided to uh, quit the family business and then I got nothing else to do. So, uh, you know, I'm sort of in early retirement where I live off of managing uh, my investments and then the rest is all pretty much hobbies. So, 
you know, blogging is an outlet for <laughs> uh, my skepticism uh, and anger at the world, where I get to spit in the wind, as I like to call it, because um, it's about as effective, uh, you know, blogging and doing this podcast is about as effective as spitting in the wind. But I do it anyway. Why not? Uh, so there was a story in the Wall Street Journal. I think it was just yesterday. What's the date on this thing? Updated August 30. So I don't know if this was posted earlier than that, but I, I believe I just saw it yesterday. The headline is climate change to be treated as a public as public health issue. New federal office is likely to face face pushback over actions that target health uh, the target health industry. So this is where COVID has been leading all along. And you could tell in the language that they were using. You know, this is the first time ever that I recall that a vaccine is being pushed on people not to protect the person getting the vaccine necessarily, but to protect others. Same thing with the masks. You're not supposed to wear a mask to protect yourself. Because if you've read enough studies now, wearing the mask does not protect the wearer. Now, maybe, possibly, wearing a mask could protect other people. Because if you are infected, you're not, you know, and and say you cough or you sneeze, then you're not sending shit all out into the air. But if you're asymptomatic, you're really not sending shit out into the air. So, you know, this push, this push to not protect yourself, to protect, but protect others, is the same language and the same kind of guilt-tripping bullshit that they've been putting into climate change forever but it's never taken off. And the reason it's never taken off is because climate change comes too slow. Everybody knows the climate changes. It has since the Earth began over 4 billion years ago. And it will always change. Whether we're here or not, modern humans doing modern human things hasn't been around that long. You know, you're talking in the hundreds of years, basically, for uh, any kind of modern use of fossil fuels. You're not even talking thousands of years. And thousands of years as well is nothing compared to the Earth and its climate. You know, you have to get into tens of thousands of years, hundreds of thousands of years, in order to really talk about a changing climate, a changing landscape. You know, we have, the Earth has tectonic plates 
continents drift and shift. You know, if you follow, you know, the... And again, those are theories. They're not actual facts or laws or whatever you want to call them. You know, we can watch the plates shift, but because the continents move so slow, it's only really a theory as to whether or not this was one solid landmass before or how the landmass has moved. And those are things that can actually be measured. You know, they can measure continental drift using satellites. And they can see direct causes of continental drift with, um, you know, the plates under the ocean floor that kind of spew rock, magma out from underneath. You know, I'm probably not using all the correct terms, but, you, you know, you can watch any PBS documentary on shifting tectonic plates, and it's it's fairly easy thing to understand. But even that, something that's e very easily measured, can't be said for sure, because it happens over such a long period of time, and we haven't been around long enough. So same thing for climate change. You know, the call, the call to, to do something about climate change was always done under the, under the guise of you have to help somebody else. You have to do this for the planet. Do this for your children. Do this for the poor people in undeveloped countries that haven't uh, had a chance to have running water and electricity like like the rest of us. So now the Department of Health and Human Services, they've launched an office that will treat climate change as a public health issue. And that's how it ties to COVID. COVID was the thing of, okay, you have to, we have to, uh, marshal a global response not to help yourself but to help everybody else and if we can do that think of what we can do for climate change that was the push that was the push for a long time and it and if you think uh that joe biden chose his own campaign strat uh campaign slogan of build back better by himself that's a lie because Build Back Better was part of the climate movement for quite some time by the academics. They came back with they they came up with the lame slogan of Build Back Better. And through through COVID, the governments of the world found out how easily it is for them to control us. Look at all the inconsistencies. Don't wear a mask. Wear a mask. No vaccine passports. Now we're going to have vaccine passports. And look at what look at what they're doing in Australia. They're building actual COVID camps, quarantine camps, 
they go into lockdown if somebody so much as coughs. They've stripped everybody away of their, they've stripped every rights away, every right away from everybody. They're arresting children for being outside without a mask. And you look at Canada. Canada, Canada, their their police state and their Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Vaccine passports. Now, you know, this asshole comes out and says, yeah, you don't have to get a vaccine. We won't force it on you. But if you don't get one, you can't get on a plane, a train, a bus, get into public buildings, probably can't even get into your own grocery store. So, yeah, you've got the freedom to not get it. You just don't have the freedom not to get it. All of this surrounding the facts that have not changed around COVID. That if you're under the age of 70, you have about a 99.5% chance of surviving an infection. But they found out how easy it was to control everybody. And so now they, they are proposing this office, Office of Climate Change and Health Equity. And it's going to report to a White House Climate Task Force. They were outlined in a January executive order on climate, part of Biden's efforts to use the power of the federal government to address environmental effects of changing weather. Listen to that stupid sentence. The environmental effects of changing weather. So the new office is supposed to spur different things, different initiatives, touching on all different kinds of things in healthcare. The Let's see, in the Wall Street Journal article, they say the HHS announced Monday it expected to offer protections for populations most at, risks, at risk, including elderly, the elderly, minorities, rural communi- communities, and children. Do it for the children. And the office could eventually compel hospitals and other care facilities to reduce carbon emissions. This ties into another video I'm going to play in just a minute here of Coca-Cola and Microsoft investing in a company that's sucking carbon dioxide out of the air at great cost. These are the kinds of things that really piss me off. You know, how far are they going to go to take control of our lives in the name of something. They're going to get OSHA involved. They already adopted standards during the pandemic to improve workplace safety. So now hospitals uh, that have had to run air purification systems have to run them at a higher level, resulting, resulting in increased energy use and more carbon emissions because of the pandemic. 
So they're going to be made to uh, purchase carbon offsets, I'm sure. Which, if you, you know, if anybody's thinking logically, purchasing a carbon offset does nothing to limit carbon dioxide. All it is is a wealth shift. If I'm a company putting out X number of tons of carbon dioxide into the air, but I'm paying this other company that's supposed to be sucking the carbon dioxide out of the air, is that really reducing or keeping it even? Especially when you think about the energy it takes to remove carbon dioxide from the air. So all, all that is, it, it's like, it's just a shift of money. The HHS initiative, this is in the Wall Street Journal still, is based on a significant body of research finding specific populations are dis disproportionately affected by climate change. These include those with chronic illnesses or mobility cha challenges, the elderly, the poor, the isolated, black and indigenous populations, and other people of color, certain occupational groups, women and girls. I mean, it doesn't tell you that this is a social program. It is not going to do a damn thing for climate change. This is just a way to take money from the taxpayers and move it to be able to do things in areas of the country where they feel they can buy votes. There is a book. Oh, let me find the book. I should have had this one. Uh, I already read it. I read it not that long ago, and I should put these things up on my website, but I never remember. Uh, let me check this out here. Is it compelling to listen to me type? All right, I can't find it. Let's see. Let me go to my digital orders. Not that one, not that one, not that one, not that one. I, I ordered too much music. Yes, I do still buy music because at some point I will um, stop paying subscription fees. So I buy the music so I can store it. Here, the name of the book is Unsettled, What Climate Science, what climate science Tells Us, What It Doesn't, and Why It Matters by Stephen Koonin. Now, in this book, it points out and illustrates what they're looking at when they're talking about extreme weather. And that, in fact, we are not having more hurricanes. We're not having more severe hurricanes. We're not having more droughts. We're not having more floods. We're not having more tornadoes. That when the data is looked at over a sufficiently long period of time, we can see that generally weather itself, localized weather, hurricanes, floods, heat waves, droughts, um, tornadoes, there are less of those things happening than before. It doesn't deny that maybe temperatures are rising very slowly, but it, you know, and it does present the argument that rising temperatures are generally good for human life. Not bad. More people die when the temperatures drop than when the temperatures rise. 
So I would go seek out that book. Again, I'll, I'll put a link uh, on my website called Unsettled, What Climate Science Tells Us, What It Doesn't, and Why It Matters. The author is Stephen Coonan. His first name is spelled uh, S-T-E-V-N. S-T-E-V-N. S-T-E-V-E-N. Last name Coonan spelled K-O-O-N-I-N. And it's a good book. It's uh, in plain language, easy to understand. And just points out all the bullshit that, that you're being sold. In this Wall Street Journal article about climate change being treated as a public health issue, they say minorities are exposed to higher levels of air pollution, which may be true. Um, they're saying the average person of color lives in a census tract with higher urban heat intensity. Now that that just means that they're living in a city. And it's not the heat intensity that's the problem. And it used to be the pro a problem with uh, lead gas, uh, lead gasoline that was in cars, which hasn't existed for a long time. Modern cars with catalytic converters basically put out water vapor. Cars are extremely clean burning. There's no more lead being uh, pumped out of, out of tailpipes. So the air in cities are much cleaner than it used to be. If there's a problem with the air quality, it's due to other factors. Most likely none of them due to climate change. So they're going to open this office. And what are they going to do to us in the name of climate change and public health? It, it's kind of all-encompassing when you think about this, just a little bit. Climate change is global, and climate change can mean anything. It can mean almost anything. And, you know, I mean, you've seen the news reports and the stories. You know, you get a hurricane due to climate change. You don't get a hurricane due to climate change. You know, you get some, some record temperature, climate change. You get some record low, climate change. You get hit with a blizzard, climate change. So it's, it's all encompassing. And if they're going to make that a public health issue, then it, and, and with the push with COVID... Okay, now hang in there if you can't put these two things together, and probably I'm not explaining it well. But COVID, they're pushing, or they're trying to push, at least in the United States, which we, I, I guess we seem to be fighting back more than other countries, but the mask mandates, the vaccine mandates, that's being pushed as a public health issue. So now if climate change is a public health issue, what can they make you do? What can they make you eat? What can they make you not eat? You know, if anything, the federal government, the U.S. government, has been horrible at anything to do with public health. 
since the Department of Education was formed back in the 70s. Childhood obesity has just exploded. And it's one of my nagging theories, just because of the correlation in time, is that when the Department of Education was formed, that's when the federal government started paying for school lunch. School lunch was a program instituted largely to to do something with all the excess food being produced by the nation's farms. And what kind of food were they pushing? They were pushing high-carbohydrate foods. Lots of sugar, lots of wheat. You know, and what's been responsible for this increase in obesity? Nobody seems to know, but it seems to me it, it correlates perfectly with providing free lunches, free breakfast, and in some cases a free after-school meal. And you look at the standard American diet. The standard American diet's terrible for people, terrible for most people. If half the country is obese or classified as obese, there's no way they should be eating a low-fat, high-carb diet, which is what the standard American diet is. So what can they do to us with climate change being a public health issue when it comes to food? They're going to make your hamburger cost a million dollars here. You know, right now you go to McDonald's and you're already spending, you know, I forget what it is. I haven't, I haven't purchased a, um, a quarter pounder with cheese in a while, but, you know, it might be 8 or $9 to get a McDonald's value meal with quarter pounder with cheese, fries, and a Coke. You know, they're going to make that double. They're going to make it 15 bucks, 20 bucks. Because cows are supposedly a major, you know, problem for climate change. So your steak that right now might be, you know, $15 a pound, maybe it'll be 30. Your ground beef that you can go buy in the store for maybe three bucks a pound. You know, maybe it'd be 10 or 15 bucks a pound. Who knows? Because they're going to be able to do anything. As long as it's a public health issue. You know, and then you get idiotic companies like Coca-Cola and Microsoft. They're investing in a giant CO2 vacuum cleaner. This is like a giant Switzerland. vacuum cleaner for the atmosphere. And it could be one answer to slashing Earth's carbon emissions. Let me turn that up. We take it out of the air, so we reverse climate change. They're this system is cleaning up some of the 33 billion tons of carbon. They're sucking. She says we take it out of the air so we can reverse cl climate change. And if you look at this factory, there's a video. I'm going to post the video on my website. It's from the Wall Street Journal, so it probably will not be totally legal for me to post the video. But it's important, I think, because they think, this company, 
thinks that they're going to be able to carbon dioxide that humans will release into the atmosphere by the end of the year. That they're going to be able to suck CO2 out of the, the air and somehow mitigate ever. the problem. Well, if you believe it's a problem. Companies are increasingly facing pressure from consumers and investors to reduce their carbon footprints. So some are turning to the carbon capture industry that's forecasted to be worth approximately $15 billion by 2027. Now, when you look at this, there's a bunch of fans. are investing in this technology, while Coca-Cola is purchasing the carbon that's caught. We believe it's... So Coca-Cola, okay, Microsoft is investing in that company. They're, they're an investor in the company that will remove carbon from the air. And what, what you see in this factory, it's like a factory with a, with a whole bunch of fans. And the fans are blowing air into some substance that is supposed to be capturing the carbon dioxide. So Microsoft is funding this. And now Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola in Switzerland is buying the CO2 that's captured. I, I mean, it's just, it, it's so bizarre to me to have this happen. One of the solutions to fight climate change. But some climate experts doubt the technology can have a meaningful impact on the environment. Probably no one of the biggest challenges here is having captured it, what can you do with it? We visit one of the largest open air carbon capture facilities on the planet to see how it absorbs, then sells its CO2 and how that could help companies become cleaner. And then they show you smokestacks, which smokestacks, which, you know, that's why they like to talk about carbon because it puts you in the mind of this black soot, even though the, the, the smokestacks they're showing at least it's white smoke coming out of it. But smokestacks in general, you know, are not putting out carbon dioxide. They're putting out other stuff. Uh, you know, there may be carbon dioxide mis mixed in there, but when you talk about pollutants, you know, carbon dioxide, you don't see it. It doesn't, you, it's a colorless gas, so you can't see it. And it's certainly not coming out as white smoke out of a stack. A lot of companies are trying to remove carbon dioxide from the air. They show a lot of it. Now, the one of them here, this one here is black smoke, which, you know, is certainly not carbon dioxide. It's directly by attaching filters on trucks and factories or by installing ventilation systems in meeting rooms. Here we basically have air being pumped inside this chamber. But Climeworks takes carbon dioxide directly out of the atmosphere. We blow air through this collector. Standing in front of the big fan. The CO2 sticks inside this box and stays there. Sticks inside <laughs> stays there. I can't tell if she's serious or not. Natalie Casas leads Climeworks research program. She says this facility is made up of 30 ventilators that can pull in about 1,500 tons of carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere every year. 1,500 tons. Inside the collector, we have a filter material. This filter material is able to catch CO2. Casas says the biggest challenge is making it affordable to set up and use. Building and installing just one of these ventilators here at this facility costs as much as $220,000. And it also needs a For lot one. of electricity. So to clean up the amount of CO2 someone in the U.S. would typically produce in about a month, that's everything from commuting to work to consuming food and watching TV, the company says it would cost around anywhere from $600 to nearly $900. That's $600 to $900 for one 
ton of CO2. Multiply that by 1500. The target, of course, is to bring costs down, to bring the energy requirements down, and to make it uh, easily scalable. So CASAS has been working on designing larger plants that would use renewable energy sources and require less steel. But one of the most promising ways to offset the cost has been tapping directly into the captured CO2. Climeworks stores the carbon dioxide it collects into these tanks. Then it sells it to this Coca-Cola factory that produces bottled water. Here, recycled carbon dioxide is injected in the water to make it fit. Recycled, recycled carbon dioxide. There's nothing recycled about it. It's captured carbon dioxide. You know, recycling brings to mind like an aluminum can that you've put in your recycle bin that now gets melted down and gets produced into something new. Carbon dioxide is not like that. You're not, they're not taking carbon and oxygen out of the atmosphere, combining them to make CO2, and then selling it. They're just taking the air out of the air <laughs> and then extracting the CO2 out of it. And CO2 makes up such a tiny part of the air out there in the world. It's the dumbest way to capture carbon dioxide. 30% of our production is done with the recycled CO2 from Climeworks. Patrick Whitweiler oversees the carbon dioxide project at Coca-Cola. He says early on, there were challenges, like turning the carbon dioxide into the right kind of liquefied form. We run a lot of tests and validations just to be sure that the quality remains on the highest level. Whitweiler says using recycled CO2 is significantly more recycled expensive CO2. than the commercial kind. Jesus. The Coca-Cola is committed to lowering I just talked its environmental that. footprint. This is like taking, you know, recycled CO2 is like a, it's like Coca-Cola taking water out of the tap and selling it as recycled water. Over time, he expects the cost to diminish, and that would allow the company to expand the use of recycled CO2 from bottled water to other drinks like Coke. So they're not, they're not putting it in the Coke yet. We look into further expansions. Making drinks fizzy is just one way to use recycled CO2. Carbon capture startups have also been experimenting with creating fuel, toothpaste, and plastic. Climeworks also has another way to profit from the carbon it captures. The startup sells what it calls a carbon removal service, so that individuals or companies like Shopify and Audi can offset their own emissions. You are flying to Mallorca, but I know it's not so good for the environment. I really want to compensate. You can buy carbon dioxide. So you're just paying them. You're just you're just paying them for a credit, and they're. I mean, it's it's such a scam. It's such a scam. So you're you're flying somewhere, and you say, okay, I feel guilty about the carbon dioxide used by the jet, even though the jet is going to go there no matter what. So I'm going to buy this carbon offset for this company that's going to run their fan to suck carbon dioxide out of the air. There's no real carbon dioxide being reduced in the atmosphere when they do this. It's just, it's just the same. You're not reducing anything. This part of the industry is booming and fast evolving as regulators and climate analysts debate how to best price this type of service. There are better ways of... Here's where um, uh, this woman, uh, Sandra Kentish, chemical and biomedical engineer professor, University of Melbourne. She points out 
how stupid this is. She doesn't say it here, but they, they include her because she points out that there's such little carbon dioxide in the atmosphere that what this company is doing, what Microsoft is investing in, and what Coca-Cola is paying for is so inefficient that the, the best way, if they're, if they're going to do any carbon capture, the best way to do it, or I should say carbon dioxide capture, the best way to do it is at the source. So if, if you're running a factory and you're putting out X number of tons of carbon dioxide, you're better off capturing it at the, at the point when you make the emission. Because once it gets out into the air, it gets so diluted um, with the rest of the oxygen and nitrogen and, and the other stuff that's in our, our, in our atmosphere, that capturing it and extracting it is just not cost effective. Uh, capturing the carbon dioxide that they're using. Sandra Kentish is a professor at the University of Melbourne who tracks and compares carbon capture systems around the world. She says it's harder to absorb CO2 from the atmosphere rather than a direct source of pollution. The CO2 concentration in the atmosphere is only about 0.04%. That's what they're trying to capture. Cement production, as an example, CO2 concentration is around 30%. So it's hundreds of times easier to capture from something like a cement flue gas than it will be for directly from the atmosphere. So, I mean, think about how, how much cheaper it would be. You know, say, say you're a concrete manufacturer. Why would, you know, I guess because it's not their core competency or, or the business that they're in, but they could buy some unit that captures the carbon dioxide and bottles it up, and then they could sell it to Coke. I think that would be uh, a much better or more efficient way of doing something with, with the carbon dioxide if something's going to be done with it at all. You know, now mind you, the CO2 is, it's not, it's not like it's going to decrease. It's just that whoever's bottling it up gets to sell it. You know, because if you think about it, the concrete manufacturing company, say they put out, you know, thousand tons of co2 and coca-cola buys a thousand tons of co2 from them puts it in their bottled water or coca-cola then somebody drinks it and poof goes right back out there into the air how is that capturing it or you know offsetting it this inefficiency means that to capture one percent of the world's emissions in a year climeworks would have to build around eight hundred thousand ventilators 800,000 ventilators. <laughs> but CASA says the company's technology can still make a difference. Unfortunately, the mess is already here, so we need to take out CO2. And Climeworks plans to take out more CO2 with a new facility in Iceland that was built with some funding from Microsoft. When it opens in September, the company says the plant will be able to absorb about four times more than its Swiss facility. But this time, the carbon dioxide won't be recycled. It'll be injected in the ground and turned into a rock. These are these white crystals. So this CO2 is actual CO2 which was in the air. And this kind of evolution <laughs> is how Climeworks hopes She's holding up this little rock and it's just got like little so white stains in it. The this is the CO2. For new ways to reduce their own emissions. That's the end of the video. It's a ridiculous video. And it would be funny, I guess, if it wasn't so sad. 
but they're coming for us. The United States government is coming for us in the in the guise of climate change, in the guise of helping your fellow man, instead of doing it in a way uh, that's more natural for human beings to help each other, you know, through um, just doing what humans doing and selling what they do. It's called capitalism. Uh, you know, this this whole... What, what did they call this stupid office? Office of Climate Change and Health Equity. What the fuck is health equity? Can somebody tell me what health equity is? Am I supposed to make myself less healthy to give it to somebody else? How do you give somebody health? How do you make health equitable? I don't know. I really don't know. That's why I'm going to take a trip. I'm going to, I'm going to do some hikes, get out in the, in the nice, cool, crisp mountain air, and leave this stuff behind at least until I get off the mountain. So that's the end of this, because that is all I've got. Or actually, the, the, it's titled, That's All I Got. So i got to come up with a better way to end it. And I've been saying that for weeks, weeks and weeks and weeks. Well, we'll see. I'm going to try to, to podcast from the road and see if I can do a better job of it than I tried the last time, which didn't really work out, but such is life. So that's it. I'll talk to you next week. That's all I got.